Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg Browning for a look ahead to the Boxing Day fixtures in Scotland this weekend. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Very well. Good. We are recording this about, <laughs> what, 20 past six on Christmas Eve and you'd think we'd have better things to do on Christmas Eve, wouldn't you? Well, that's a dedication to the channel <laughs> and to those that want to listen, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's listening to this on Christmas Day, obviously, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and, uh, yeah, go and do something more interesting. Have a beer. Uh, have another mince pie um, and get your bets on for the weekend but if you are going to spend the next 20 minutes or so with us then we've got a couple of bets lined up for you for the Boxing Day fixtures um, before we get stuck into those last week Greg the NAP one Queen's Park did the business for us again yeah it was a decent weekend last weekend profit overall Queen's Park landed again for us the third time in four attempts they won 2-1 at Annan to bring home the NAP at 4-5 to for them to score two goals and Aberdeen left it late on Sunday. They defeated Kilmarnock 2-0 um, to bring in a nice even money shot in that match. Yeah, they were a big price, Aberdeen, weren't they, considering how the stats lined up um, based on their previous visits to Rugby Park. They've got a ridiculous record there and were just a really, really big price to win the game. Uh, never mind score the two goals. Yeah, they were. So I think I highlighted last weekend about their record of only being, only being defeated once in the last 30 games against Kilmarnock. Yeah. Uh, Kilmarnock fans are just absolutely sick of the sight of Aberdeen. And by the sounds of it, they're almost getting sick of the sight of Alex Dyer as well. Mm. Yeah, it's not been great from Kilmarnock. Uh, they've got Livingston this weekend. I rejuvenate, rejuvenated Livingston uh, under new manager David Martindale, who's done a tremendous job since uh, been handed the reins. Um, so we'll cover that briefly uh, later on in the podcast the other thing I just wanted to touch on last week was we obviously had Jim Delahunt on board with us and uh, he was very big on hearts and they almost pulled it off against Celtic in the cup final they did very very close obviously to go to penalties it was some match actually and yeah. some comeback from, from hearts in the end um, it was one of those games where I think booking wise obviously I bigged up that match for bookings there was, I think, seven in normal time. Naismith got booked, as we thought he would. Um, Halliday got booked. Scott Brown let, let, let the whole country down, I think. <laughs> I think most people were on that Halliday, Naismith, Brown bet builder yep. at 45 to 1. Yeah. Um, and he let the side down, Scott Brown, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, uh, but no, it was, a, it was a cracking game, and Hearts obviously unfortunate to go down in penalties. He pretty much ruined Christmas, didn't he? Let's face it. He did. <laughs> um, it's one of those games where you pretty much nail it, but I'm booking the short here and there. Yeah. Uh, but what could have been an absolute bumper weekend for, for punters last weekend? Yeah, I'm sure there's still plenty of punters that got some decent returns on, on those bookings because it was certainly a popular popular market to tackle in the cup final, I think. Um, but anyway, we move on to this week. Uh, I have a fairly tricky uh, card this week, Greg. It's really tricky. I think going through the Scottish Premiership games, very similar to last night, a lot of evenly matched sides yeah. playing on Boxing Day. There's no League Two due to Scottish Cup action, which means there's no Queen's Park. Yes, there is Queen's Park, but... We won't be touching um, them this weekend in the Scottish Cup. It's a bit difficult in the Scottish Cup match away to Dundonald Bluebell. Um, one to five to win the match. Not sure what sort of side they're going to put out. I'd imagine it'll be full strength. 
Uh, but that's probably one for the channel once we get team news. Um, so it may be something we look at on Monday, very, very close to kickoff. Um, we'll maybe share something on, on the channel at some point on kind of Monday tea time. Yeah, and it's a game that's live on BBC Scotland on Monday, so a chance for us to see the Spiders up close uh, for 90 minutes. Yeah, we've been to Queen's Park up this season, and I'm just delighted to say we're now at Christmas time, and so far they have delivered the goods for us so far. They have, although there are a few teams that are not on the Christmas list, but maybe touch on those as we go on (laughs) (laughs) during the podcast Uh, okay so we're going to try and keep this fairly brief this week Um, so I think we should dive right into the Aberdeen v St Johnson game which is a match that you do have a tip on it is so this is no reflection of last night's results where obviously Aberdeen drew 0-0 at Motherwell and St Johnson went down quite tamely to Rangers 3-0 at Madama Park Mm -hmm. so Aberdeen as I mentioned last weekend pretty much at full strength ticking along nicely They'll be disappointed last night to have only drawn 0-0 at Motherwell. Uh, but I guess a point in the road at Motherwell for Aberdeen, not a terrific result, but certainly not, not a disaster. And watching the St Johnston game last night, we, we've got a real issue at the moment, conceding far too many goals. That's now 2 v Livingston two weeks ago. We conceded three against St Mirren last weekend. And Rangers, to be fair, without much effort, Rangers weren't great last night. It's probably the poorest I've seen Rangers play for a while now, actually. But they comfortably won 3-0, probably hmm. even out of second gear. Yep. I, I guess a big worry for St Johnson is just conceding far too many goals and Xander Clark is having an absolute nightmare. He was probably suspect for two goals last night. Um, his kicking was poor. Quite a lot of shouts for him to be dropped this weekend. I don't like to see players criticised, but it's not been a great time for him. Um... We travel to Aberdeen, a place we've got a decent record at, to be fair. But Aberdeen at home have won their last five home have won four of their last five league games at Petodre. So they beat St Mirren two one, they hammered Hamilton four two, they got a three 0 draw against Celtic, two 0 v Hibs, and two 0 against Ross County. So they've scored two or more now in each of the last five home games. At full strength, I think we're vulnerable on Saturday. Despite our decent record up at Aberdeen, um, I think we're pretty low in confidence. We've not won in five in the league now, and we're sitting joint second bottom. So Aberdeen are 19-20 to 20 to win this match, which, if I take my St Johnston's specs out of this, hmm. I think Aberdeen at 19-20 to 20 is a really good price. Yeah. For a side battle for third, much better points total, and I think defensively at the moment, we look really vulnerable. Yeah, I think obviously Aberdeen have kind of steadied the ship a wee bit, um, fairly unspectacularly, I suppose, you know, just kind of getting getting the job done. Um, we'll be a wee bit disappointed with a nil-nil at Motherwell, given the forum that Motherwell have been in. Uh, but yeah, I think despite St Johnson's home record, just going before him that 19-20, is a bit biggish for me. It is, absolutely. I think Aberdeen, for me, should be no bigger than 46, to mm. be honest with you. Um a bit like last night, Hibs went out to 21-20 to 20 at home to St Mirren. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think people are obviously getting excited by St Mirren's 11-match unbeaten run. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Hibs have had a great season. And to get them odds against at home against St Mirren last night yeah. Was, yeah. A, was a was a great call Yeah. Um, if, if you're on that. So, I think for this game, for me, the challenge you've got is picking the right market. And I've got three markets for this game that I've looked at. You can take Aberdeen 
on the straight win, which I think at 19 to 20 is worth backing. You can also take Aberdeen to score two or more at a much bigger, well, a little bit bigger, five to four. And obviously that's a bet now that's come in in each of Aberdeen's last five games at home. Mm-hmm. And I think away from home as well, St Johnston have conceded two goals at Hibs, three at Hamilton, three at St Mirren. Um, so conceding lots of goals away from home, St Johnston. But I've decided to opt for a market that's probably stood us pretty well in various leagues this season. And it's Aberdeen double chance. So Aberdeen not to lose the match and over 1.5 match goals. And it pays three to four. So slightly shorter than I normally go for. I just think it gives us that kind of safety of potentially a one-all draw or any sort of score draw mm-hmm. in that lands. I do expect Aberdeen to win this match. I do think they will. Um, I would just be sickened if it was 1-0. Um, but I'm happy to take Aberdeen double chance and over 1.5 match goals at 3-4. to four, And that'll be this weekend's Scottish nap. Yeah, and I think despite that being a fairly short price at 34, we certainly wouldn't discourage anyone on those other two bets that you mentioned in terms of Aberdeen winning or them to score two goals or more. No, not at all. I, I do fancy all three, and I was just trying to work out the best angle for this game. Um, the only thing with the 5-4, to four, Aberdeen to score two is if they win 1-0. Yeah, yeah. And same can be said for Aberdeen to win the match if they score two, or obviously St Johnson got a decent record up there, so yeah. I think the better of the three options is the double chance and two match goals at 3-4, to four, and that's with bet 3-6-5. Okay, fair enough. Um, we'll quickly run through the rest of the games in the Premiership uh, before we get to your next tip, which is in the Championship. So the early kick-off on Saturday, sorry, is it Saturday? Yeah, I've lost track of days here. <laughs> yeah, Boxing Day, Saturday. Uh, Rangers at home to Hibs, uh, just no stopping Rangers in the league. Uh, as you say, winning comfortably last night without getting to, you know, getting out of first gear. Uh, Hibs are just one of two teams to take points off Rangers this season. Is there a case to be made at all for Hibs on Saturday? No. Um, Based on the fact that it's at Ibrox, I think Hibs gave Rangers a really good game at Easter Road earlier in the season and drew two all, I think it was. But ultimately, the way they're playing at home, Rangers you'd expect them to beat anyone. I don't think it's going to be a cricket score. I do think Hibs can go there and probably give Rangers more of a game at home than they've had by any other side this season. Mm-hmm. I think other than last weekend when when Motherwell what, stole an early, an early goal in the match and yeah. from what I've read and watched and heard about, Motherwell pretty much had 10 men behind the ball yeah. for the entire match and they still ground out a 3-1 win. So, I don't think there's much value in this game. I may have a look at Hibs corners. Um, Rangers tend to dominate possession in most of their home matches and away matches, but especially at Ibrox. Um, so, I may have a look to see if we can get a price on Hibs to get three or more corners. Um, and I'll have a think about that uh, before Saturday. Yeah, and we spoke, well, I know I have about Rangers win to nil market, which has landed on several occasions, obviously, this season, considering Rangers' uh, tremendous defensive record. This is a game where I wouldn't be keen to take on Rangers. Um, no, not at all. Not to concede. Having said that, I presume Christian Doidge is out after being sent off last night. He will be. It'll be interesting to see how Jack Ross sets up for this match. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe not a match in which Doidge would start. I'm, I'm sure he would have, but... They've obviously got Kevin Nisbet anyway, and I think depending on how things go this Saturday for Hibs, I'm not sure who comes in for Dodge. 
So it'll be interesting to see how Jack Ross sets up. But I think Hibs have still got enough quality, I think, to still get at Rangers. I just don't think they'll have enough quality to, to win the match. And for me, it's probably a two-goal win for Rangers in some shape or form. OK, so again, we've kind of struggled to find some value in these Rangers games. But you, as you say, maybe look at Hibs corners uh, once, once they're priced up. Yeah, Hibs corners could be a good shout. Um, other than that, though, like you say, definitely wouldn't take Hibs, uh, sorry, Rangers on the win to nil. Um, and goals again, it's going to be pretty short prices. Yeah. Okay. Also on Saturday, we've got Dundee United v Motherwell. Uh, another good win for Dundee United last night. Who have got to be pretty happy with their home forum. Uh, their only four defeats have come against Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, uh, and someone else. <laughs> Can't quite remember who else. <laughs> but. Uh, scoring seems to have been a bit of a problem for them good to see them uh, get a couple of goals last night and actually caught one of the goals on sports scene last night which was a, a cracking finish um, Motherwell just not got going this season at all and although they're sixth in the table I think it's important to remember that had it not been for the two three points that they'd been awarded so six points in total that Motherwell would actually be tenth in the table right now No absolutely I think for me I probably owe United an apology I think at this start, at this stage of the season now, to be sitting on what twenty four points, they've actually got a really impressive points return so far. Mm-hmm. For a side who obviously got promoted last season, I don't think they've strengthened that much. To be fair, this year they brought in Mark McNulty who scored last night, but they're pretty much working with last season's championship winning side, and they are comfortably sitting best of the rest yeah. outside the top four. Yeah. Now, what kind of concerns me here is. How on earth can Motherwell be 11 to 8? How is that possible? Motherwell have been absolutely rank rotten this season. Okay, they got a 0 0 draw last night at home to uh, Aberdeen. But there's absolutely no way for me that Motherwell should travel to Dundee on Saturday and expect to be 11 to 8. United are 15 to 8. And if Jim Delahunt was on the podcast this week, he'd be all over it. He'd be having a, a wee shot at that 15 to 8 on United. Yeah, agreed. Um, taking a dispassionate view of it, there's absolutely no justification for Motherwell to be 11 to 8, apart from that 3 0 win uh, up at Aberdeen, where I think they raced into a kind of three goal lead quite early on, didn't they, that day? They did. And I think it was you a know, bad day at the office for Aberdeen, didn't, wasn't it? Yeah, beyond that, there's not really much, many highlights for Motherwell this season, so it's really hard to. I don't think anybody would be backing them at 11 to 8 at Tanadice. No, absolutely not. I think for me, if I was backing this game at all, I'd probably edge on the United side. And you could probably get a price on Dundee United double chance and over 1.5 match goals. Yeah, that would, even... probably, that would probably pay a even money. So again, that's something I may look at uh, before Saturday, but at the moment, it's a, a no bet. Yeah, I'd quite like to maybe have a wee look at Dundee United in the draw no bet market as well. I quite like that one. Um, that might Especially be at that price of 15 to 8. Yeah, so they're even money drawn a bit, actually. Is it? Which isn't too bad at all. Okay, elsewhere we've got Celtic's visit to Hamilton. Celtic, I think that's four now, uh, unbeaten, shall we say. Certainly, if you include the cup final, it's four victories, but they still look very fragile for me. Um, and that Scottish Cup final was a, a microcosm of the season so far. Played really well in the first half and then just lost the plot completely in the second half. Yeah, it's a game in which Celtic will undoubtedly win. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, 
anyone wanting the Hollywood bet for the season, they could back Hamilton at twenty-two to one. Nice. Hamilton's record against Celtic's pretty appalling. I think they've won mm-hmm. once in twenty-four games. Celtic have won what ten of the last twelve trips to Hamilton. Uh, this for me is probably just a case of how many goals can Celtic rack up. Now there's no value on over two point five. Very short at four to nine. You can back over three point five goals, but I think as you said, Celtic have been far from convincing. Even again last night against Ross County, they kind of huffed and puffed a two 0 win. Yeah. Probably quite comfortably, but they're probably lacking that cutting edge still. Um. So it's a match in which I would not be surprised to see over three point five match goals in, but it's kind of hard to make a, make a case for it. Yeah, I just Celtic just aren't firing in all cylinders at the moment. Um, it was interesting to see Neil Lennon go with two up front last night with Edward and Griffiths. And although Griffiths scored, I'm not really convinced that the pairing clicked last night at all. Uh, not helped by a lack of width in the team either at the moment. So I think Neil Lennon's still scrambling around, you know, for a Christmas day. And he's still scrambling around for his best formation this season. Whatever happens though, Celtic go into this match and am I right in saying they could find themselves 19 points behind? I've lost count, if I'm being honest, but yeah, that <laughs> sounds about right. So, yeah. there's obviously there's pressure on every Celtic game, but 19 points behind by Boxing Day is quite remarkable. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Hamilton will cause Celtic too many problems. I think this is a comfortable Celtic win, but I don't know how comfortable 2 is going to be, or is it 2, 3 or 4? So, I may sleep on it over Christmas Eve, <laughs> but at the moment, <laughs> it's um, no bet. I'd be keen to see Ross Callahan. I mentioned him two weeks ago, and he, um, Julie course, got booked. He's only 6-4 to four to get booked on Saturday, which is a bit short. Mm-hmm. But I think if Hamilton were to get any bookings, Ross Callahan, who has actually been a really good signing for Hamilton, he's a top goal scorer, albeit I think there's three penalties at the five goals he's scored so far. Right. But yeah, I think... Very comfortable Celtic win, but I don't know how comfortable. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Hamilton's goals against Tally is probably their biggest concern. I still very capable of pulling out results when you least expect it, Hamilton. Um, but yeah, just conceding too many goals as well. So yeah, it could be could be the day that Celtic actually find their, their scoring for them. Um, well, to put into perspective, St Johnston went there and scored five. <laughs> yeah, that must be. Jeez, when was the last time St Johnson managed that? Uh, uh, long time ago. So yeah, it might be a goals play on this one would be the best bet. Um, down at Rugby Park, we've got another El Plastico uh, between Kilmarnock and Livingston, um, and you've already touched on the fact that there's some rumblings about Alex Dyer's tenure uh, in Kilmarnock already. Uh, fans not entirely happy with the way things have been going there this season. They've not been happy for a while now, and obviously I see a lot of that on Twitter. I speak to quite a lot of the Kilmarnock fans on Twitter, and I don't think they're convinced by Alex Dyer. I think they think he's a good coach, he's a great guy, but I don't think they think he's the man to take Kilmarnock forward. And at the moment, he's definitely under a bit of pressure now. Mm. If Kilmarnock were to lose this game on Saturday, I think you'd see a real, real reaction on Twitter to, the, to Alex Dyer being there. Um, I'm not saying he'd be, he'd be removed or he'd be sacked and they lost this match. But I think um, he'd definitely be on a sugarly peg if they were to lose this game. Now, Livingston, they must be listening to the podcast and they must play it in the changing room. Because obviously I 
<laughs> well, bast. Livingston's a wee record. Um, it's been abysmal. However, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Won the last two away yeah. games. Yeah. Two one at St Johnston on grass, and they obviously beat Hamilton last night two 0 So they're playing on plastic again on Saturday. Um, Livingston are in tremendous form. Five wins on the spin. They've won a hat trick of league games. They're into the League Cup semi finals. I guess the question for Livingston fan is. Um, Gary Holt who? <laughs> Since yeah, Gary I mean, left the club, they've been absolutely flying. Well, we were again talking to Jim last week on the podcast and he was just asking why Gary Holt actually left, but already I dare say he's probably been forgotten about. I know you said it's five wins on the spin, but it's actually seven wins out of the last eight, taking in uh, the League Cup matches as well. Uh, and a good three points from last night at Hamilton. You know, that's, that's a big, big win down at the bottom end of the table. And just absolutely flying since uh, David Martindale was handed the reins until the end of the season. It's not a match. There's absolutely no case at all to be made to back Kilmarnock here. No. I think anything, you'd be looking to back Livingston in this match. Yeah, um, nine, for me, nine to five. It's a very good price, I think. Yeah, Livingston, yeah, who obviously don't travel that well. I did see last night that they were very, very short at Hamilton. I think three to five. And I think I did see... Anybody backing them last night at three to five should be sectioned, and I still stand <laughs> by that. But really good result last night. Um, this probably looks like it could be a draw. I think Kilmarnock at home should offer a bit more of a fight than they have recently. I don't think they were great last night, although United kind of raced into a two goal lead, and that was game over. But Livingston must be full of confidence coming into this match, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them win this game. OK, last game on Saturday in the Premiership is Ross County v St Mirren. And Ross County is starting to get a wee bit detached at the bottom now, four points off Hamilton, um, who are in 11th place. St Mirren being on a tremendous run. What did you say it was, 11 games unbeaten? 11 games unbeaten until last night, yeah. But I guess the concern is that, you know, an 11-game unbeaten run, but they still find themselves eighth in the table and just one point ahead of the chasing pack. Um, who are all on 17 points and St Mirren are on 18 so still must win games for St Mirren down at that end of the table Yeah, it's for both sides here I think there's, there's not a lot between the sides in this, in this league especially the bottom half as we know yeah. um, Obviously Ross County have appointed John Hughes yep. um, I'm not saying that was a, a, a surprise but I think John Hughes has been out of the game for quite a while now mm. Um they went to Celtic last night. I think he was probably quite pleased with the application of the side at Celtic Park. 2-0, quite respectable, worked hard, but probably obviously didn't cause Celtic many problems last night. This is an absolutely must-win game. They lost their last one at home to Hamilton, but with a new manager, always makes me worry. Um, I certainly couldn't be back in St Mim here, away from home. I think they p- performed really well last night at St Mim at Hibs. 1-0. Um, I think it was quite a fiery match. Both sides got a man sent off. Um, for this game, though, it's really difficult. I just could not call this game. And I think the John Hughes factor could give Ross County a bit of a lift here, possibly. I think that does add an extra dimension into the equation here for this match. And again, for me, um, I'll use my famous saying of the season... No result here would surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think had Stuart Kettlewell still been in charge at Ross County, I'd be much keener uh, to take St Mirren on at 11-8. But that uh, new manager factor is all, always a kind of unknown 
Oh, if I was to pick a result here, I would probably edge towards Ross County. Just because they've got home form and they've got a new manager in place. And let's not forget, no disrespect to St Mirren and no disrespect to our friend David McDonald Pine Ballroom, <laughs> but St Mirren are no world beaters. They have had a really good run. Um, but I think Ross County at home, needing the points, a new manager on board, I don't think Ross County will lose this game. OK, you heard it here first. Uh, if it doesn't come in, can you edit it out? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back and edit it. Uh, yeah, OK, so that's the Premiership covered in the Championship. Uh, not really many standout games uh, this weekend, but you do have something in the Queen of the South v Dundee game for us. Yeah, so Dundee being Dundee last weekend, 3-0 up against Dunfermline, absolutely coasting. Really positive result, that was looking like. Yeah, yeah. And they've absolutely collapsed. In the last what eight minutes, Horrendous. lost three goals and they've drawn the game three all. Yeah, and they find themselves, I think, what fourth bottom. It's just not good enough for Dundee to be sitting fourth bottom and miles off the top of the league. Let's call it seventh top. No, no, let's call it eight. let's call it eight. <laughs> fourth bottom sounds a bit much better. <laughs> so they travel to Queen of the South, who we've backed against quite a few times this season, especially in the goals market. Uh, Queen of the South obviously have the worst defensive record in the league. Uh, 23 goals or 22 goals conceded. They've only got four points in their eight games. Uh, it's not looking good for Queen of the South. No. Proper relegation form. Conceded far too many goals. They do they do score goals. Scored six and eight, which isn't a bad return considering you know, they're sitting bottom of the table with just four points. Stephen Doby, I'm not sure if he's been playing as much, but he's obviously not being as prolific this season. Mm. And to be fair, I think we said at the very start of the season that Queen of the South looked like a side that could struggle this season. Mm. And that's certainly been the case. Um, Dundee away from home, pretty gruesome really, in terms of goals conceded. They lost two at Inverness, two at Ayr. They lost three at Alloa, and they were obviously battered six, two at Hearts. Yeah. So I've got every belief here with Queen of the South at home they can get on the score sheet. But Dundee do have goals in them and I'm quite happy to take over 2.5 goals here. This is a must win for Dundee. Um, I think they'd be the firing score out for McPake if Dundee were not to, to win this game. Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, the, the expectations must be fairly high in Dundee uh, for them to be promoted. Obviously, I think we're all in agreement that Hearts are, are going to take uh, top spot in the division so it's really about jostling for position trying to get you know second third fourth uh, and give yourself a decent run at the playoffs and I suppose the good thing from Denise's point of view although they've been really really poor I mean they've only taken 10 points from the 24 that's available but they still only find themselves five points off second place and that's yeah, it's very tight very, that's very doable there. yeah so I think yeah. for me this game both sides of scores got a good chance Dundee have got to pick up at some point. Um, we'll be disappointed after last weekend's result at home to Dunfermline, but I, I think they can score at least twice here. And with Queen of the South at home, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them score as well. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. OK, um, we're going to have a wee quick look at the match of the day in League One, which is Falkirk v Partick Thistle. Both sides fell abysmal, abysmally last week to 1-0 defeats <laughs> when they were very, very short prices. Um so yes, 
it's a game I think both teams would probably be quite happy with taking a point in. Um, and the last four meetings between the two sides have ended up all square. Yeah, it's a tough one to call. I think um, last weekend's result for both sides was really disappointing. In fact, the top three all lost last weekend. Not sure what the price was, but it must have been yeah. 50 or 61 easy on that yeah. treble. Now, Partick Thistle, I don't have a vendetta against Partick Thistle. I've got some great friends with Thistle fans, and I think they'll agree with me, though, that Ian McCall is on his last legs. I think if they lose this match on Saturday, then that will put them nine points behind Falkirk. Mm-hmm. And I think Thistle are really fortunate that Falkirk slipped up at home to Airdrie on Sunday. Because if they'd won that, they'd be nine yeah. points behind there already. Yeah. So Falkirk at home, even money, um, I think you're absolutely right. Both sides would probably settle for a draw. But I think for me, it's a match that Thistle really can't afford to lose. Um, if they do lose this, they'll be nine points behind Falkirk. And for me, that would be curtains. I don't think they could claw a nine-point gap back. They're not playing well. Last weekend's result went to Peterhead. It's sure. scandalous. Yeah. So they've now failed to beat Peterhead and Dumbarton in their last two home games. They've collected one point and they haven't scored. Yeah, I so, think when we spoke about it last week, we said that if Thistle don't beat Peterhead, they should chuck it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know where that leaves McCall, to be honest, but uh, yeah, I don't think he can survive too many of those, can he? No, I don't think so. I think there's obviously an expectation level, or there should be an expectation level at Thistle that they should be challenging up there for promotion right until the last day. And if they lose this nine points behind, it would be pretty damning, I think. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what happens to McCall. I think he's still there because of his ties to the club, mm-hmm. and he's been there before. But yeah. certainly, to be sitting where they are in the league, um, simply isn't good enough. Yeah, and I guess uh, probably surprise package in the league so far has been Montrose. They're they're currently sitting second at the moment. Uh, Airdrie in third and Cove kind of lost their way a wee bit as well. They're now fifth in the table, so still plenty to play for in League One. Oh, it's a fascinating league, and I'm really enjoying watching it and getting involved in it. I think Cove have been found out a little bit. They're a really good start, but I think it's worth remembering they are a newly promoted side. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a bit too much expected from Cove after the start that they had. Um, but Montrose, though, are definitely the the um, biggest winners this season so far. And oh, yeah. For me, I would say in the bottom three tiers, yeah. uh, Stuart Peter's done a great job uh, at Montrose. They were 4-5 to five to beat Dumbarton on Saturday last weekend, and that was mm-hmm. going to be my nap. So when they went 2-0 up early doors, it was kind of effing and blinding <laughs> all of it. That, that happened. But they're having a great season. Um, they're not playing this weekend, are they? In no, then, yeah. So look at this forward to them coming back after um, Boxing Day fixtures to see who, who, who they've got. But yeah, Montrose having a great season. And there's uh, Clyde Airdrie, both at 75, and I think that's absolutely spot on. How can you call that match? Obviously, Clyde gone to Cove last weekend and won 3-2. Uh, David Goodwillie, I think, with a double. Yep. So, as long as they've got Goodwillie, they've, they've always got a chance of scoring Clyde. Airdrie obviously beat Falkirk away last weekend as well. So, two teams coming into this match off the back of a really good, of a really good result. Um, so, no bet. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that probably covers everything. We're not going to try and, and cover the Scottish Cup because there's just so many unknowns some teams who 
bear some wonderful names, but we just don't know enough about them to get involved from a betting point of view. I think as well we need to work out again which tier they're in, which league are they playing in as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a few there's a few that even I'm unfamiliar with. Caledonian Braves against Edinburgh City, um, for example, but and a few former junior clubs in there as well. So uh, yeah, it's no bet for us in the, the Scottish Cup this weekend. So can you just give us a wee recap of your bets that we do have for this weekend? Yeah, so from Saturday, um, Aberdeen St Johnston uh, taking Aberdeen double chance and over 1.5 match goals in that game. And that pays 3-4. to four. And that's this weekend's Scottish nap. And that's with bet 365. Mm-hmm. And in the championship, I'm taking Queen of the South home to Dundee and taking over 2.5 match goals at 4-5. to five. And again, I think you can get that place widely available. Again, also at bet 365. And also, members of your private Telegram channel should probably keep an eye out for any other bets in Scotland this weekend that you may make up your mind upon um, over the next couple of days. Um, if yeah, you want I think to... tomorrow night, I think the cheese board tomorrow night will <laughs> have a lot of deeper think about possibly who else can add into that. But yeah, I'll post that on the channel at some point tomorrow evening. Okay, and if you're not already a member of the channel, then just visit gambler.co.uk for details on how to get involved there. You can also follow Greg on Twitter at, at Browning84Greg, and uh, he'll keep you entertained on there, if nothing else. So it just remains for us to wish you a very Merry Christmas, um, and best of luck with your bets on Boxing Day. Yeah, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast. I think we both enjoy doing them. Um, I think we're now, what, nearly 18 months in now? Since yeah, we've done our first yeah. podcast back in August, and not, get, not getting any better, I may add. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll bring some Italian uh, games into the mix, and we'll see how our, our, our pronunciation is. Yeah, but a big yeah. thank you to all the listeners and especially the guys on the channel. I really appreciate it. Indeed. Have a merry Christmas, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.